Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today's topic is Netflix. Specifically, yes, I believe, Netflix will save podcasting. Whew, that is a controversial statement. Allow me to explain what I mean. It has been noted by many people, me included, that there are a lot of podcasts out there. According to our friends at Apple, who is currently the purveyor of the largest directory of podcasts that we are aware of, that number is somewhere north of 550,000 podcasts. Could be more. Could be less. Probably more. Our friends at Google, who have just recently revamped their, well, not revamped, but launched Google Podcast, gave a number months ago about 2 million, but that number is questionable. But regardless of the actual number, it's the magnitude that's important. That's a lot of content. Half a million or 2 million is a lot of content, more content than you can actually consume. Keep that in your mind. The other thing to keep in mind is that Typically, when we think about Netflix saving podcasting, uh, most of the old school podcasters, and I live there since I've been doing this since 2004, automatically freak out when you say that. And they say the worst thing that could happen to podcasting is if we go with Netflix and we start locking up content behind paywalls. Content should be free. It has to be everywhere. And you know what, guys? I agree. I don't disagree with you. But I think you might be missing the point. And I think that in the future... If we don't take a Netflix approach to podcasting, it's going to get lost. I think this is the only rational way to look at the future of podcasting. Did you know there were one point, almost 1.8 million book titles published just this year so far? That's a running total worldwide. 1.8 million books published right this year. And we're freaking out about 500,000 podcasts. Hmm. But still, it's a scale issue. Even if it's 1.8, that's about how many podcasts there are. Not this year. That's how many there are. Lots of choices to choose from, right? And I think that when I talk about saving podcasting, what I'm talking about is saving it for new people. As much as we podcasters decry the Netflix model, it actually is kind of nice as a curation tool. It brings to the surface the shows that you want to see. And I think when you have half a million titles, um, that's too many. You're, you should be familiar with the tyranny of choice or analysis paralysis, where you have so many options that are overwhelming to you. And you need a curated list. You need something that is of relevance to you. We've been trying to solve this problem and actually solving this problem for a very long time. Welcome to the digital world where we have a 
huge amount of content has to be presented in some normal, everyday fashion. Now, the old school podcasters will tell you that, yeah, but it needs to be in an RSS feed, and that needs to be in one big directory, and I get to listen, and I listen, and I love them, and I get it. I, I understand, guys. But I'm thinking about the future for new people that are coming on board who will be completely swamped by 2 million products, by half a million products, held by a 1,000 products. That's too many. And I don't think we should have less. I think it's all about curation. And I think we're already headed in that direction. So let me make an observation. Not only do I think that Netflix or a model like Netflix will save podcasting, it's, it's, and I think it's the natural way of things going, but, but let me say this. It's, it's not just going to be a Netflix. That, that's the point I wanted to make. Just because there, while there is a company called Netflix, Netflix is not the only place you go to get great content. However, if you want to watch Orange is the New Black, you got to go on Netflix. That's a Netflix original. There are lots of really good Netflix originals that are now surfacing content from all over the world. There's some amazing Spanish shows I am watching that are subtitled that I couldn't get anywhere else. I mean, I could find streaming services and all that, but, but Netflix packages them nicely, puts them in subtitles, and makes it available for me. And more importantly, they fund the activities. So, but it's not just Netflix. Netflix does not operate in a vacuum. So just like there will be a, not, there's not going to be a Netflix of podcasting like there's not a Netflix of television. Okay, there is. But there's also Hulu. There's Amazon Prime. I mean, if I want to watch Handmaiden Tale, I got to get Hulu or torrent it, which for, but normal humans don't. They got to go get Hulu. Amazon Prime. I want to watch Sneaky Pete. I got to get Amazon Prime. Same thing for Roku now is creating and curating content. PlayStation View is creating and funding content just for its platform. Made available for members. Your television does this right now. I have 250,000, excuse me, 250 channels on my TV, of which I don't simply watch, right? But not only that, we have ESPN, HBO. All these places are now creating their own apps, if you will, their own specialized content that's not just broadcasted everywhere. Some of it is exclusive to that platform. Why do we think it's any different for podcasting? Speaking of apps, what about places like Line, which is the number one social media network in Southeast Asia, Thailand specifically. Line creates its own content, their own web series, if you will. Not an alien content, not concept to us. We've seen this happen before. IGTV, Instagram TV, you want to watch those videos, you got to go to you got to go to Instagram. YouTube now has YouTube Premium coming out. This is where video is going. And I think it's where we're going to see podcasts going in the future. It's not that much different from movies. If you want to watch the first run movie and it's not available at AMC here in Phoenix, you go to Harkins. One of the two has it. Okay, that's a movie. That's a different situation. That's a physical presence. But if you want to watch that movie later, where are you going? The Netflixes of the world, the HBOs, you got to have Showtime. This is the way we're wired. We understand this. this is the distribution method we're used to. And it's not a crazy notion to assume that more podcast companies like Stitcher, by way of example, will start hosting, excuse me, will start funding or buying or somehow just paying for the content that is exclusive to their own and it's, we, in the podcasting space, freak out about that. We're thinking, well, people won't download a bunch of apps. Are you kidding? 
How many of you out there watching right now have a Netflix and a Hulu and an Amazon Prime and a Roku? A lot of you. Because it's part of what you get. And those you're paying for. Stitcher's not asking you to pay for the, for the new content they're putting out. I want you to download the app. That's it. They want to keep you using it. So it's free. The friction is super, super low to install these things. Assuming that it's going to stay the way that it started in 2004, where 40 of us, and I remember because I was the 40th one, 40 of us have podcasts in a list is dumb. It's dumb. It's looking backwards. It's not looking forward. And right now, the best solution we have for forward is this. We will see a whole bunch of Netflix-style podcast curation networks out there. Networks are doing it. Podcast networks are totally doing it. You have Wonderies of the world. Not just Wondery, but you also have Maximum Fun. These guys are going to create their own content, and I think they're going to isolate it in certain areas. Collect more content like that so they draw a fan base around it. Why? Well, there's a financial gain. Right? Netflix puts these content, Netflix invests tons of money, as does Amazon Prime and everybody else, so that you stay and become a subscriber. I don't think it's that different in the podcasting world. What is different is if they start charging, it'll be a different thing. It'll change the model. But maybe not all that much. We're used to doing this today. We have a handful of apps. We think a handful, but there's really hundreds of them. There are hundreds of different places that are curating content for video. I don't see why that's going to be any different for podcasting, especially as podcasting grows and grows and grows. A list of 2 million isn't what we need. We need good curation. That's what I think about for the future of podcasting. During the present of podcasting, I launch podcasts. That's what I do for firms. I help firms make content that meets their business objectives. And if you need help launching your business podcast, reach out, would you? I'm at podcastlaunch.pro. Email me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. 
Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.